Welcome back to the Anime Safe Space Podcast. We're on episode 30 this week, and this is attempt number like 210. We've been at this for hours. We put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this, guys, you know? Like, every single week, we just fuck up the first, like, 10 or so recordings, usually. And we're sitting here, like, all day just redoing it over and over. So you guys might think this is an hour-long process, but this is actually, like, fucking 12, 13 hours. Tell us drunk the whole time, obviously. That's the reason I'm drunk during all these. We're really driving him to alcohol to being becoming an alcoholic. Yeah, we got to well, really. I mean, school puts in enough work for that. It'll just put me over the edge and make me enjoy it. Well, we're trying to make him the alcoholic so he can be typecasted like forever as the alcoholic on the on the podcast. That's his only he's, character trait. He's becoming yeah. the true Grand Blue Dreaming character that he's envisioned. I I feel like I'm getting there. Yeah, honestly have more blackouts than both of you combined probably yeah you right. I only have one I mean you do live in a frat from, house man of course you're gonna be but, drunk every fucking night but to be fair not every night I don't drink but I'm not almost every night yeah well anyways we can go ahead and just get into it beforehand uh, tell you I know you had mentioned that you didn't read the final chapter of Attack on Titan so uh, I don't know if you, like, want to hear what happens. I, we're not going to try to dwell on it too long. And also I'll put in the timestamp uh, for the descriptions or in the descriptions of, like, when we stop talking about Attack on Titan for you guys Honestly, that don't want to spoil Like, for me, you can go no, no holds barred. I don't really care. I'm going to read it, yeah. But spoilers for Attack on Titan aren't that big to me anyway. So, like, yeah. go for it. Okay, well, regardless, obviously, spoilers for Attack on Titan that we're about to discuss, me and Jake, uh, for Attack on Titan 139, and, well, everything, I guess, leading up to that, too, with, like, Marley and stuff, since that's all relevant. It's not going to try to be, like, super long, since, obviously, Tell can't really contribute much, except, like, give an outsider's perspective. But I feel like it's something that needs to be talked about, because it is a pretty big moment in anime and manga history. And, uh, it, in my opinion, didn't stick the landing. So yeah, but don't worry, I'll put the time step in now. We're about to get into spoilers discussion, and uh, at the end of it, I'll listen we're done. So you guys can hear the rest of the, the boys shooting the shit with each other, you know? That the, the perfect episode you guys love tuning in for. We're nothing but perfect. We're actually a part yep. of a shit show. Mm-hmm. Well, Jake, um, I think I just gave a little bit of like my thoughts on the chapter last week. What did you think before we get really into it? The ending was very rushed. Like... Um, Certain aspects of it, such as the worm, were not fully explored, and it kind of just felt like a plot device. And a lot of Aaron's development towards the end are 180s, like out of nowhere, which I kind of find very confusing, especially given the way he was portrayed in the last 40 chapters. Not even 40, like maybe like 30. I I think that was very... Bad development for for him. He had he had good development during the course, and then at the end, it just really didn't. It did not stick well with me. Yeah, I feel like gratified now that like in my shit talking with Aaron, everybody thought I was crazy when I was saying Aaron is a bad character, and now everybody agrees because, uh, like you said, the development up until that point was great, and I thought he was gonna be a really good character, but when you make his reasonings for what he did that 
he was basically simping for Mikasa pussy. And uh, I know that's oversimplifying it, but it was literally like when you get to the end, he explained that he doesn't really know why he did what he did. And that's one of the laziest fucking writing th- of tropes that I hate is where they just suddenly forget their reasoning because they're so like they have so much power that they're overwhelmed by it. Like with uh, what's his face, Akihiko Kayaba from uh, Sword Art Online. His whole reasoning is that he forgot. He didn't know why. He just wanted to, to be in the digital world. And then when they asked him and confronted him about why he did what he did, he forgot because he's been dead, which is just lazy. It means you don't know why they did what they did. It's not the character not knowing. It's you not knowing. And Isayama did not know how to fucking end this manga. So he basically just went ahead and said, oh, yeah, I was so overtaken by the power of the founder with Amir, my thoughts were conflating with Amir, I saw the past, present, and future all at the same time, so I don't know what's going on. But he very clearly had a goal that they, you know, had to rush through so we never get to see. And then he also, for whatever reason, put so much importance on Mikasa and basically said that he was in love with her, despite there not being a single instance in the series where that was ever shown. So that's yeah. what frustrates me a lot. There's a lot more to it, but how did you feel about that? The, the the thing the thing that I hate was especially with the Ymir, they she said that Mikasa was the chosen one, right? The cho- the chosen one. But they don't explain why it was her. They don't explain what her importance was. And so I think with a lot of Ymir's what happened, especially with their Stockholm syndrome, it really just felt like a plot plot point that didn't need to belong in there. It was a waste of page, a waste of resources, and could have been those pages could have been better used for Aaron's development, which is now non-existent. Or it could have been him raw dogging Historia for forty chapters. Which, by the way, I also did. That was a joke, but uh, by the way, (laughs) what pissed me off a lot too for the last forty chapters with Historia and everything after she became the queen and stuff, and she's basically been bedridden because she's pregnant. They were alluding heavily to the fact that that was Aaron's child. And that he was trying to continue the founder bloodline and, you know, he forced himself on there. That was supposed to show him as a monster. Nope. Turns out it was just some random farmer that fucked Historia. And Historia had no relevance at all. Despite the fact that they kept alluding to the Aaron, you know, being that one over and over and over again. And then, um, Tell, you might want to hold on to your seat here for this one. But uh, you know how Aaron has been wondering why his mom died to a titan? And, like, that's his main motivation for the show? Like, the whole series? Yeah. Uh, so we come to find out that Aaron is the one that killed his own fucking mother. <laughs> because the so randomly with before, chapters prior to this, uh, Aaron s- discovers that the attack Titan can time travel, or kind of. It can see the past, present, and future, but it can also directly influence events that happened back then. So when Grisha murdered uh, like the royal family, that's because Aaron told him to do that to set the pieces into play. And uh, and then he also made Grisha give him the attack Titan thing because obviously he knows that he, he can see the future now. So he gave it to him to set everything in motion. And then when uh, the, the day the Titans attacked, like with Reiner in them, instead of uh, letting Bertolt die, because that was supposed to be the day Bertolt dies, uh, he directed the Titan, which was Dina, which had royal blood, which means he can directly control it, go and kill his own mom. Just so he could join the Survey Corps and set the entire events of the series in motion. Which makes no sense because chapters leading up to that, he was questioning Reiner about why his mom died, despite the fact that he knew his he knew the answer by that point. So it it uh 
it was frustrating because it's just going against everything that like they established. Like he very clearly just wanted to try to give everybody a happy ending. When they stressed so hard in those final few chapters that happy ending was like was not realistic. Yeah. And uh, they also tried too hard to redeem Eren as a character, despite the fact that he wiped out 80% of humanity. And Mikasa did not want to kill him until he was at the very end of, like, as he's about to wipe out the rest of humanity. She's like, oh, he's still redeemable, but I'll kill him now. They, they, like, literally, the manga could have ended much earlier if they just accepted that Eren's become a monster. And they didn't. They, they try way too hard to act like Eren's a good person at this point. And even at the end, they thank him for fucking genocide. <laughs> they i mean like it's it's not exactly thinking it, it's more like they acknowledge that he is a monster but they're like we know you had to do this for our sake thank you we won't let this go to waste because armin i'm pretty sure this is as close to the quote as uh, as i'm remembering he says you led a genocide for our sake i won't let this error go to waste and like he has tears in his eyes and then they all start like crying at the end like saying oh Aaron is gone and then they all have so much things to say to him and it, it just made me mad it's like he's far from being a redeemable character it's like you can you can also redeem somebody while also acknowledging that they're a, they're a terrible person yeah like you can redeem somebody while also saying they're irredeemable it's like basically you can go ahead and be like yeah they were good at one point but right now they're doing something bad even if it's for the good of the world we have to take him out they never really did that they, yeah, they 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 didn't distinguish between the fact that they had to kill him. They like kept saying they kept acknowledging like, "Hey, you gotta kill him because of yada yada yada," but they just they did it. They did it the wrong way. They didn't. Yeah, it's like the wrong way. Yeah, like they kept saying like John and uh, fucking what's her name uh, Annie because she comes back. They kept saying we need to kill Aaron. Or, like, what are you going to do if redeeming Aaron doesn't work? Are we going to kill him? And then Mikasa's like, no. There's, there's got to be another way. I know Aaron's still in there. It's like, no, he's fucking not. Obviously, he's not. It was so annoying. It's like, it, it's clear that Isayama, like, loved Aaron and his characters too much to kill him off. Like, I guess like that. So he wanted to give Aaron a, a proper send-off for some reason, despite the fact that that was way too far gone. And, yeah, I don't know. It was just, like... People keep comparing it to like Soul Eater and like friendship is magic and stuff like that. Oh or, no, please no. That ending is disgusting. Yeah, and I mean it I get where the implication is coming from because basically at the end, I mean everybody's saved because Aaron's magical titan power somehow saved everybody. Which by the way, what makes me the most mad is that his whole thing was like he wanted to be stopped. So like at any point he could have taken away the everybody else's ability to fight back because that's how OP the founder titan is. But he decided to let them fight back to give him a chance because secretly deep down he wanted to be stopped. But because he wanted to be stopped, I was like, why? if you know what you're doing is bad like, and he had control over that, then why the fuck did he go as far to wipe out your percent of humanity? That accomplished nothing because they did that four-year time skip and the war was still going on. Literally nothing changed except that they're friendly with Marley now. And they're trying to make the Eldians seem like nice. But that just set them back even further. Because the rest so, of the world sees them. Because they saw the rumbling and still the, Eld- the Eldians that pretty much caused it. So they're still in prime target yeah, it was number like the, one. 
that set them back even further. It was like, yeah, you thought the Titans or the Eldians were monsters before. Guess what? Now the Eldians wiped out 80% of fucking humanity by their rumbling. Yeah, they can't turn into Titans anymore because that power is removed. But who's this? How, how, how would everybody else know this? How, how are they going to be able to prove that they can't turn into Titans? So it's, it's so dumb, man. That ending was dumb. I just... It's a, I, yeah, go ahead. It it, it it was just I f- it it felt rushed. It felt way too rushed. And the things that needed to happen. And I saw. I even saw some like fan theories of, like how it ended. And I was like, oh damn, like this could, it, it would be good ending, but this was just this was not the ending Attack on Titan needed. It, yeah, it needed it, two more chapters at the very least, and that's it like, needed two more chapters, speaking. and it needed to be a darker ending. That was too lighthearted of an ending, considering all that happened during the course of season four and onwards. Because mm-hmm. yeah. to me, this doesn't feel like an Attack on Titan ending. It just feels like a shonen ending. Yeah, like I don't think that the the it's bad because it was a happy ending. It's just there's a better way to go about that because yeah, for whatever reason, Mikasa is just like the, the main. The, the main reasoning for everything that's happened up to this point now. And it's like, really? So he did everything for Mikasa, despite the fact that he's never once shown affection for her. But now he's suddenly in love with her. Oh, and then he turns to a fucking bird at the end. <laughs> so Aaron's a bird now. Aaron is a bird, uh, yes. It, it's, everything about that ending just bothered me. It's like, Armin is just an Aaron dick sucker simp now. He's literally just like, oh, Aaron, you, you did all this for our sake, even despite the fact that you murdered like half my friends and 80% of the population. Oh, thank you so much, Aaron. And then Mikasa, of course, like, whatever reason, has such a hard on for Aaron, which the Ackerman bloodline thing makes no sense now because they never confirm or deny that's actually true, that they have to serve whoever now. Because basically, since Aaron's in love with her now, it basically that doesn't really... Uh- uh, I want to confirm or deny anything. Uh, they did have chapters be- beforehand that talked about the Ackerman blood. So it did. Yeah, it did. But it they did talked talk about, about it. it. But all all uh, Hunch said was they don't know. That's just basically speculation. They don't know if they actually do have to serve whoever gives them the command. Like they are enhanced people. That is how the Ackerman bloodline works. But they never, they never really talk about if the curse is real or not because like i said since aaron is infatuated with her and mikasa acknowledged that she acted on her own accord with the armin thing you know when he when they were fighting or whatever it's basically just like what was the point of bringing that up (laughs) so like a lot of things got tossed out the window titans yeah they weren't able to turn into titans and they weren't affected by the memory wipe from the founding titan yeah, well, that's the royal bloodline. I'm saying I don't know if the curse was actually true or not because, I mean, Levi never really displayed any of that. So it's just, I don't know, man. They just tossed a lot of shit out the window and it was just, like, especially the Aaron killing his mom thing was funny as shit. I was like, really? Uh, so that's what we're going to do now is just Aaron. It's because, yeah, the attack Titan time travel power just came out of nowhere. It, it, it's literally a deus ex machina. It yeah, was literally it, there just to just to give reasonings for everything this whether it made sense or not it, it there, just gave there reasons was for everything scene in season three that showed like the past was shown was telling the future right because when uh grisha was about to obtain obtain the attack titan the owl said like you gotta save mikasa armin and aaron that kind of stuff mm-hmm. 
So I mean, well, yeah, it, I mean, at the end, he did see the future. I'm just saying, like, it, it just. But no, but the the working the past, working the past. That's that's the deuce, deuce ex machina effect. Yeah, like well, I mean, because I did think that was cool with like Aaron. Like if they just stopped it with Aaron making Greece to do all that stuff, fine. But the fact that he killed his own mom, really, man, like really, it was so dumb. I I hope in the the uh, the the because they are gonna release you know final thought, final volume new new pages all that stuff. I hope they kind of explain in more detail about that because I'm still. Yeah. I think he wanted to say something more about like what happened or probably go into more detail with him killing his own mom i, I hope that's what i'm hoping for because i still am like i'm still iffy about it yeah i don't know like like i said i mean just so we're not going on about this for ages basically what my main gripe with this fucking ending was is it just undid everything that was good about Aaron. so i dislike him just as much if not more than i used to Still very bottom tier, he's C tier. I'm offended that he was compared to Foss ever. Because Foss actually has reasonings and logical things for what they're doing. Whereas Aaron was just like, no, I just wanted to be stopped, guys. Despite the fact that I had this very calculated plan going on. That seemed unrelated to Emir and all of that. Which, again, the whole thing with Emir, I, I don't even want to fucking talk about. It, the worm. Oh, oh, and uh, Yelena, Jake, she just disappeared. <laughs> like yep. she, she just disappeared from the manga like she was super important up until that point and then they asked her about what Aaron's goal was and then she just disappears Anya Capone fucks, fucks off Levi's just paralyzed now so he doesn't really get to do much at the end yeah you know he's <laughs> um, opening a tea shop my, my boy yeah I mean Levi's a, a god he, he had a proper character arc and conclusion uh, Hanj sort of died for no reason I think it's like, I know she went to go stop the Titans at the front line, but what did that really accomplish? She didn't slow them down in the slightest. No. So I just I just thought of that. I was like, they just want to kill off another commander so they have, you know, they so they can have somebody up there with Erwin and another parallel with him too. So I don't know. I know we're spoiling everything for you, Till, but I mean, what I will say is that everything up until like the final like two or three chapters is was fucking awesome. I love Gabby. She's one of my favorite characters. And I think her character arc wraps up fine. Falco's great. Zeke, Reiner, all of them are great. Except Reiner's final line. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, 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 no. That's just him being a simp. We don't talk about that. Yeah, he's being a simp for Historia. But they just throw out a lot of things. Uh, basically, all the characters that died they before the final chapter, they got their character arcs wrapped up. Erwin, phenomenal character. And that's because he served his purpose and died in Season 3. So... He died before all of this shit went, you know, went down. And he died for what he believed to be a noble cause. And basically set up a lot of important things in motion for Levi and all of that. But as far as the characters that made it to the end, Armin, not a good character now. Mikasa, she's even worse than... I, she's probably my least favorite character in the series. I never liked her. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of things, man. So, I mean, I wasn't like torn apart by the ending because i was never like super invested into attack and titan but even then it was like it, it just stings when it was really good and then you have that mediocre of an ending yeah well i kind of want to see the ending for the anime and see how that will go and see if they change anything if they can extend things out or somehow rewrite it in a way OVAs, sure yeah ovas that would be, would be good because i did hear a one of the OVAs does tie in to that final chapter. 
or not the final chapter, but the previous chapter with Mikasa's back or her dream, rather, with Aaron. Yeah, I mean, I there there can be slight improvements, but it's one of those same things where fundamentally, at its core, it is impossible to improve like that much. So all you can really do is just make certain changes, unless they were to overhaul that ending. But like at its core, because of the rapid way everything happens as soon as you know Aaron dies, it 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 wasn't a good ending. So unless they decide to extend a bunch of things out or extend his death or extend everything, that the ending is still going to be just as bad in the anime as it is in the manga. So we'll just see. We'll just see. All right, we can't say yeah. anything yet, right? Because you haven't seen the I mean, anime. Yeah, I mean, the anime hasn't taken at all, so I don't really know why they would do it at this point, but they haven't taken much liberties compared to the manga they've been doing, except cutting certain things. They haven't been adding anything or changing much. So I doubt that will happen, but, you know, who knows? So, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you feel about what we have said, Till. I know, you you know, you can't really give an opinion on it because you didn't read it, but... I mean... It all sounds like pretty shit. I mean, <laughs> yeah, just like almost created like an infinite time loop of. Well, that's why I laughed you know, last week when you said uh, when you brought up the Futurama ending. Which, by the way, I like the Futurama ending, but I, I get where you're coming from mm-hmm. with the time travel and time loop. It, this isn't time looping or anything like that. And again, it isn't no exactly time travel. It's just the fact that he can influence the past. I like Steins Gate. I guess you haven't seen it. Like. It's before it's uh, like DMLs, I guess, Jake. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. It's like he can directly influence the past without going to the past. Because yeah. and also there is infinite time past, yes, but they only ever acknowledge the one true path. So it's not like they're acting like infinite past exists. It's like but, uh, or I, yeah, it's like they, there is a fate that was supposed to be had, and that's like the end goal. Even mm. though Aaron was like at the finish line, he influenced everything at the start. Mm. That kind of thing. I guess it's like Avengers. Yeah, it's like where they ha- he makes made sure everything was in play to get everybody on the one true path. Because there are other paths it takes, but then he acknowledged like in this sand world or whatever with Amir, he was like, "All right, this is the one." He's like, "We're finally on the path." Because that was the name of the arc is Pass, I guess. But Path, yeah, yeah. So I mean. Yeah, they, again, with the introduction of the Attack Titans time travel power, it was basically that's when everything like went downhill. I thought it was cool with what they did with Grisha, but again, if you don't like Deus Ex Machina's like that, till you're not going to like the ending. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like I'm not going to like the ending anyway, even if I was into that, yeah. so it doesn't matter much. Yeah, I would but... still recommend reading it. Like I said, it was very oh, fun Oh, yeah, I'm still going to gonna read up. it. Yeah, it was still, like, it's still... I haven't read the like the back half of the manga, most of the rest of it, but I mean it's probably still as good as it was, as the anime was. Yeah, it's like, just uh, that yeah, last, I was gonna say last I, chapters, this last four chapters just they just really sour the rest of the show. Yeah, like this isn't an ending that drops it all the way down to a four for me or anything like that. It's still it it's just still what an holds eight, it back still from nine. Yeah, eight eight point five maybe at the highest, but like it, it it drops it a full letter grade. That is one of those kind of endings, but I would not say it, it ruined the whole entire like series because there's still a lot of good in there, and everything leading up to Marley and all of that still makes sense and still has importance. But it is like when you know 
when you when you get to Marley and all of that, it just all feels pretty meaningless now because of you know what Aaron knows and what his goals are, because that's basically what he acknowledges that he's just like yeah, this is all. I was just trying to be stopped, so it's just more like everything didn't really have to happen like that. Because I, I really don't think things had to play out like that, but you know, that or just keep going on about this all day. So I mean, uh, I guess to summarize, ending was bad. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't the worst ending I've ever seen. I don't think it wasn't like a comic got kill where they decided to just kill off the main character before the final fight. Uh, And it wasn't what was another terrible ending. Well, again, it wasn't on those kinds of levels where like it just soured my taste of the show completely. It wasn't Darling in the Frank. Fuck no, it was not that. (laughs) But it is one of those things where it's just like you wish there was more. Like you just wish it was different. So much potential and all of it just straight down the drain and so quick. Yeah, it, it, it would have been. It would have been gone. It's still gonna go down as a, one of the greats, and I guess manga because you can't really dismiss the writing before that. But the fact that he didn't know how to stick the landing, which is the most important part, will I think prevent it from being like one of the greats, like one of the elites, like yeah, like up there, I guess, with Berserk and Vagabond and all of those that people love to death. I doubt it'll be praised to those degrees now. Vinland Baby. Oh, I gotta read the next chapter. I forgot to get to 180. But, uh, yeah, I think that's that discussion. I don't know if you had uh, topics to tell or Jake. Uh, Of course I don't. Hell yeah. I got my vaccine shot. That's it. (laughs) So my IQ's just dropped down to like five from six. Well, I don't want to keep discluding tell, but I did really want to have this conversation with you real quick, Jake, about uh, we've been watching seasonals, obviously, been catching up on a lot of them. And uh, you loved To Your Eternity. And uh, I just want to let you gush about it before I say what I have to say. Yeah, I saw. I know you're going to be saying I it was it was one of those uh, episodes that it felt like a whole show condensed condensed into one episode. And it really made you feel for the character without ever knowing his name. Because, I mean, like, at the start of the episode, you know, it's just an orb. You know, an other otherworldly thing that's supposed to be the main focal point. But then you go on this adventure with this Eskimo. I don't even know if I can call him an Eskimo. But uh, you see him, you know, go through his day his day-to-day life. And then he's like, hey, I want to go on an adventure. I want to go to the mountains. Right. And you could see how he's all that happy go lucky, all that confidence that he had slowly driven down after each checkpoint he goes until the last checkpoint where he sees, you know, the wagon destroyed. He sees the arrow with red, with blood, a blood axe on it. And you just see him delve deep into denial, depression. And then when he goes back home, you know, it's over for him. He's dead. And I think it's one of like, he had, it showed someone go, it showed someone go to a very dark place knowing they had, they couldn't do anything more. Even if they wanted to. That's that's what I enjoyed about it. 
Yeah. Like I said, I mean, you saw my tweet, but just to say what I my thoughts were, uh, I thought it was a fucking amazing first episode. I thought it was basically a short film level thing. But that is, I, I wouldn't even call it a gripe, but that is just my one thing with it is where it, I don't know how to describe it other, other than saying it's too perfect because it was, like you said, an entire story condensed into one episode. And because of that, I have basically no desire to really learn what happens next because honestly, I, I kind of don't want to. I'm still going to watch the show, but it is just like when that episode ended, I was like, if this was a fucking short film, that was fantastic. I don't really need to know what happened to the other humans. I don't need to know. I don't or I don't need. To, I, I know the whole point of the show is that he's going to be living out this boy's dreams of seeing humans, seeing the world, tasting sweet things and stuff like that. But to me, that wasn't the point of the first episode. It was like you said, it was a tale of a boy falling into despair after seeing, you know, humans are possibly dead. Again, it's an it's ambiguous. If they just ended the episode right there, I would have been perfectly fine. I would not have wanted to be like, hmm, are the humans alive? Are the humans dead? What happened to the world? How was the world in this icy state? I wouldn't have questioned those things because that didn't seem important to me. But we're going to get those answers. So I'm still going to watch the show. But it is just like one of those things where like I, I, all the other seasonals I watch, I was like, can't wait till next episode. But with this episode, I was like, that was awesome. All right. Well, I don't care for that. How, how can it? How can it be better? I think. Well, judging from the next preview, it might be one of those things where each episode is a short story. Yeah, I mean that—that's how *Tear Eternity* is. I mean that's what people said, and that is how it—it's how short story storytelling works. That's just how the format is. But like *Monogatari* does it. Uh, episodic shows do it. So like *Neon Genesis*, *Evangelion*, *Space Annie*. They all do basically short story format storytelling rather than linear storytelling. But the things with those is they give you little things to like look forward to. Like a bigger picture, Monogatari is a mystery. So they always foreshadow, they acknowledge things in certain arcs that you'll touch upon later in other short stories, because they are all short stories. But like with this, not that it needed a big picture to be established in this one, but it is just like, there is really nothing for me to question or like want to see next episode. Ah. So I'm still going to watch it again. And I, 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 this isn't even like downplaying the quality of the episode. Like I said, I thought that was an amazing first episode. I thought it was uh, basically a short film. If that was a short film all on its own, maybe like 45 minutes, an hour long, I would have given that shit a 10. <laughs> I would have said it was perfect. I would have loved it to death. But the fact that it's a part of a show and I have to see if the show can top this or continue with it, make it make sense, or if the answers are satisfying now because I didn't want answers, but now there are going to be answers uh, that that's going to have to take into effect now. Well, I think maybe we, we, we will, uh, might, you might get a name for the boy. You might see more of his history, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or if we just see like the orb just continuously just goes to human to human, that kind of thing. And I'm sure he'll episode. stay as Joan. Cause the whole point of, at least to my understanding, the, the, uh, the whole point of this, series is that he's supposed to live out this boy's dreams so that's i guess the whole thing with it and like i said i mean yeah and that first episode is packed with character life and it was a lot so i mean i liked it which so i mean we can just lead it into uh, a discussion have tell talk because i know he hasn't talked for like half an hour uh and i don't know if you guys can cut me off if we have done it uh like our favorite first episodes maybe we might have well pretty sure we have yeah, we have. Hmm. I'm not too sure what what I said though, because I remember bringing up Trigun before, so I do think we discussed this. 
Okay, well, hmm, maybe it to to turn it into a different direction. Despite the fact that Tier Eternity obviously only has one episode out, is there a show where you think the first episode like completely outweighs everything else in the show? Like that was the peak. Because I'm not saying that's gonna happen to Tier Eternity, Tier Eternity, but that was such a good episode that it's like. If you can keep that level of writing in the rest of the series, then I think that's impressive. But the fact that the focus is going to be taking off of ambiguity now and showing this journey of the boy, which I'm not super interested in, yeah, it's going to be hard to top. But yeah, I mean, it's my 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 shows right now. Yeah, I don't know if you have any till to think of. I'm trying to think, but I don't know if I've seen any shows that are. <clears throat> quite like that i mean just yeah i know like it's a, a hard one a first episode that just tops everything it's uh it's gonna be pretty hard to find. um well okay so even though it's not the absolute best in this series because that goes to episode 23 you should know what i'm talking about now uh steins gate i thought the first yeah. episode was really good it sets up everything perfectly and I thought it far outweighs everything in the first half of the show, especially. I thought episode 12 was fine for the ending of the episode, you know? Because that's when everything goes downhill. And then, basically, there's no episode that tops it until episode 23. Because that's that that's just all around great. I think I keep getting the episode wrong. I'm sure it's episode 24 or something, but people know what I'm talking about. Operation Scold. But with Steinsgate, I think that was a way to kick off the show with just basically... Normal shit happening. He's just going to a lecture. He's talking to his professor. Sees this cute redhead girl, and all of a sudden she's fucking dead. And then just randomly, the next scene, basically, he doesn't know what goes on, what's going on, because now there's a gigantic ass uh, spaceship on the roof, and this girl's alive. And you're just really wondering what the hell's going on. And it really sets the tone for like the series, like going forward and like what to expect. And I think it's a really good first episode. Way better than almost everything in the, the in Steins Gate, excluding 23. Not to say the show's bad, obviously, but I think it is much better than a, almost every episode in that series. I mean, the only one that I can think of following that kind of logic a little bit, um, I haven't finished, um, haven't finished it yet, but I kind of feel like Wonder Egg Priority could probably fit in there with a first episode that just kind of sets you going what the hell's going on and you just want to watch more because you want to figure out what's going on and you're excited for what can come of it i know you were like super excited about it ethan yeah um it's one of my favorite first episodes so i agree even though i think the whole show is good it's one of my favorite first episodes so i do think it's better than almost every episode in that series yeah like that's it's not the i don't I don't even know if it's the best episode, but, like, it is a really good start episode. So, I don't know. That's the only one that's coming to my mind. Uh, I mean, a lot of people don't like to hear about this show because of its horrible season two. But I think Promise Neverland, the episode one, the season one, I think it was a very, very well done episode. Oh, yes, that was. <laughs> uh, that got me hooked onto the series right when I watched it. You know, it, everything you you're going through like an orf. You think it's an orphanage. You don't know what's going on, and then at the end, it just slaps you with, you know, this is reality. You all sheep. So that's 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 a an episode. I don't I don't I wouldn't say 
Well, actually, I would say it kind of outweighs a lot of the other episodes. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones because, like, I'm looking at a lot of these shows that have amazing first episodes, like ReZero and all of them, but I don't even think they're the best in the series. So it is hard. It's a hard question, but I think we got most of those questions. My, ro- my roommate answers. is a cat. My roommate is a cat. Mm, that, that one had well, a great yeah. first episode. You can't even lie. Well, and I think that's only, like, in part because of the first 20 seconds. I mean, exactly. I, I do like, you know, when he goes gets Haru and all of that and, it, I mean, establishes their friendship, like, right off the bat. I love that episode and the last episode because, you know, it's fucking heartbreaking. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. I think I, I, I thought the whole show was good, but I love that first episode in particular because it just sets a very bleak tone, even though it's supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's no there's no comedy right there. I, I was ready to see like a super cute cat and a guy like that's slightly depressed, you know, have fun. And nope, it just starts off with his parents died in a bus crash and he's at their funeral and he's depressed. Uh, like, oh, okay. I, don't, I don't know if you guys have watched yeah. it yet, but I think uh, Megalobox number two. Oh, people were talking about how good that opening w- or season it's opener was. Season yeah. op that's a it's, it has a very good combo. Has a very good combo. I like it. It's not Kagate Kuyo. I forgot. I forgot to say it. Anyways, I, I meant I, I meant opener as in like episode. I just oh, oh, chose yeah. around a different word. Oh yeah, but anyways, yeah, it it was. <laughs> I I keep forgetting how good Megaloblox was, except for that mm. ending. It's one yeah. of those. It was like just one of those shows. Like <laughs> it was great all the way until a point. But with yeah. the, the way it's going right now, it's kind of focusing more on the underground aspect, which I'm I'm digging for right now because you get to see. You get to see a, uh, characters, some familiar faces, some not, but you get to see a different side, of Joe. Do you have any other answers, Till? Like I said, I want to <laughs> make I mean, sure you're talking this episode. <clears throat> I don't know. Have Have you guys seen Cells at Work, Code Black? We have not. Did you watch that? No? Okay. Well, ha- you've seen Cells at Work, haven't you? Jake has. I think I haven't. I haven't. Okay. okay. Well, Cells at Work, Code Black, I think I can throw that one in there because it starts out almost exactly the same as regular Cells at Work. And... um. Then after like that good five minutes at the beginning, it just throws it all out the window and you realize that, oh, it's actually a shit show here. Nothing is going well. And it just kind of like gives you a hard shock like that. I knew it was coming because I've read the manga, but I feel like people that have only watched the anime and were like, oh, well, Cells at Work was good. So I want to watch this one too, the spinoff. And expect it to be just as like lighthearted and cool and educational, but no, it's not. It's uh, it's pretty gory, or actually not really gory. I mean, technically it is, but like bloody. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it's it's a pretty interesting show. I actually enjoy it. You know, I can find out what the alcohol I put into my body does does to me and how bad it actually is. It's not going to stop me from drinking, yeah, but it's good to, to know. <laughs> I guess for my final one is uh, School Live. I love School Live to death. I actually do need to raise its ranking. But uh, I think that first episode sets such an eerie tone for the rest of the show. And it is like 
Code Black in a way, I guess, like how you described it. Like, it's not gory because they censor a lot of stuff, but it is very bloody. And they still managed to make the show very violent and depressing and just sad. But like with that first episode, it, it plays out entirely like your typical slice of life anime. She's talking about how much she loves her friends in the school living club. They're like doing sewing, drinking juice. And, like, everything's over-exaggerated. She's gossiping with her friends. There's this weird romance subplot, you know, going on. I, I've explained this episode before. I said, and then at the end of the episode, it finally cuts away, and they're in this... Or not cuts away, but, like, it basically shatters the screen, and she's standing in this room. Everybody's dead, and there's just a bunch of chairs knocked over, and she's just happy-go-lucky, like, talking to their dead friends while this girl's just staring at her horrified because she, you know, doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know how to tell her that these people are dead. So for the rest of the series, it's just basically like when you're looking at her, you're seeing slice of life stuff. When you're looking at the rest of the characters, you're seeing what's really going on. And I think that first episode did an amazing job at like establishing that's what's going to happen. Like when you see her, that's what's going on. When you see the other characters, you're going to see the reality of this zombie outbreak that's going on in the world. And it's sad. It's a sad show. I'll admit I cried at it. I highly suggest it to you guys. And uh, watch my video on it on uh, YouTube.com slash Kikazoo. All right. He's over here shamelessly, shamelessly plugging there himself. There we in. go. <laughs> yes, This sir, is why I'm we chilling. want you off the podcast, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys have been trying to get rid of me, but you know, I'm still here. I'm still fighting. What, Jake, do you have any topics? I think I asked you guys before again already. Oh, I was going I... to give one more answer. I'll go ahead. Goblin Slayer. I think See, Goblin Slayer. Ah, no, because Goblin Slayer set the mood for what was supposed to be like you know a very dark show. But I feel like the you know the the middle of it it was it wasn't that dark of a show until the end. And I think this first and last couple episodes were the the stronger ones of the show. Uh. I don't know, like, because remember, the question is the episode that outweighs all the other episodes, the first episode, I mean. To me, that first episode didn't. I love the Sword Maiden episode. I love that whole arc, actually, with the Sword Maiden. Uh, I think the final episode's okay. I I do like the first episode more. Uh, But uh, there there are some other episodes that I like more than that first one. It did set the tone. It did set, like, the fucked up thing that's going to happen, but... To me, I liked everything else about Goblin Slayer. I don't, I don't need to just see that it, things are going to be fucked up like that, because I kind of already, you know, expect that. So, like, I don't know. I like that first episode. Not saying I don't. It's just to me that doesn't outweigh anything else in the series for me. Uh, well, well I'm freaking, assuming you know that's my freaking answer, not yours, dude. Yeah, I know, I know it's I yours. I, I know. I, I wasn't <laughs> trying to say you were wrong. I know. I'm just saying to me, I don't agree with that. Everything else, though. Uh, well, did I ask for your opinion, well, though? I mean, this is an opinion show, Jake. So. Well, I don't, I, I don't care. I, don't th- I think you wasted genuine seconds talking about your opinion. Hmm, all right, Jake. Well, you know, you just brought me up into a... Uh, uh, we can, you know, we segue, can just DVD. hash out our beef here. We can hash out our beef on this right now. We can go ahead and if you guys would like want to pull up analyst and just bring up what you guys think or what we think each other's worst like take is like what our worst oh, opinion god. on something is. Oh god! Uh, if you have anything that you hate like that, me and Jake like or dislike, tell you can uh, you can bring it up now. 
start beef, you can fight us live on the pod. Hmm. I'll have to look. Yeah, we'll have to get. <laughs> Jake already knows, obviously, that I hate that he hates Punchline. That's yeah, such a fucking good show. I think Fuck it's. You, I think it's like an all right, below <laughs> average show. It's not below average. It's below average, dude. It is not below average. That <laughs> shit is amazing. It is not, dude. For all you listeners out there, go watch Punchline. It is by Malpa. It is five years old at this point. It is phenomenal. It's great. Uh, don't waste your breath. Go watch a good show like Mars Destruction, whatever it was called. <laughs> That's a good the English show. English dub, baby. And in the English dub, yeah. It literally has a 10 out of 10 music score. Like, you can't get better than that. Oh, Speaking of which, this was a long time running, you know. We have, I'm not really a K-On stand, but I do have it in my top 10. We have Mr. Eurocamp, Kazu, Ethan, has Eurocamp number one. And just this, you know, past week, we have both started to watch each other's shows. After, I think, maybe like four or five months. No, it's been way it's longer. Been, probably K-On, been way man. longer. <laughs> yeah. For K-On, that's for been K- a long time. Yeah, for K-On, it's been a long time. But for Eurocap, it's been relatively short compared to K-On. Mm. And I just want to say, it's a comfy show. That's it. Uh, tell, I know you disagree with that. It's not just a comfy show. It is. To be fair, I'm only on episode six. I don't know, man. There's literally nothing wrong with this show. That's my... And, like, it does everything fucking perfectly. I heard you... You're about to say something, Till. No, that was just my whiskey cubes oh. jingling in my glass. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he cares but, about you? I mean, you don't control him. Are you serious? Well, I just need him to hop on the Uticamp train. I'm... I'm already on the Eurocamp train. Eurocamp defense train, sorry, against Jake. I mean, yeah, I I I agree with you, but uh, I forget the guest we had on that thought it was just trash. Oh, uh, crunchy bagels. (laughs) Yeah, after crunchy bagels, like I I'm I'm more willing to accept that. Because he he genuinely like pissed me off a little bit with that one, and I was just like, <laughs> you know, all right, fuck you too, man. <laughs> you don't have good taste. Why did Ethan get him on here anyway? Oh, let's go, dude. Dude, you're slandering a guest live on the pod. All right, all right we're gonna have to yeah. cut that out. Very unprofessional. Um, we we already did it during the episode. I don't see how this is a problem in a <laughs> dude, different right. episode. That is, that is facts, facts, but we, we gotta have him on the pod beforehand, right? <laughs> so that we. He knows we're trash. He, you're trash talking. I haven't said nothing yet. I'm still innocent. So wait, well, I mean, you're halfway through season one. What would you rank it so far, Jake? Because I mean, it, it, it gets I mean, better. An, I think. I love, a, I love the final part. It's a seven especially. eight right now. I mean, it's literally just a very enjoyable show. I mean, as you said, like there's not really not much at fault. But as of right now, there's nothing like spectacular. I would say like that. And I could be wrong because, again, like I'm only on episode five or six, something like that. And there could be like, you know, an episode in there that just, you know, blows me away. But being the camper that I have been, I can relate to a lot of the stuff that they've done. Nice, nice. 
Well, Toe, do you have any uh, opinions you hate from us? I can go ahead and drop Twitter right Dota down to, a, to like a two right now to give you something. <laughs> I, I don't know if you could even do that to yourself, man. I couldn't. Yeah. No, so far I'm pretty much agreeing with most of it. So. Well, I was gonna say a lot of our taste lines up, so I did want to see like yeah. if there was something that there, there's something that pokes out in there that we disagree with. Like, I mean, I don't know if you guys agree with my part one take of JoJo's, but I that shit has a five, and that is mostly because I both one do not give a shit about what happened in there, forgot some of the things because it was so boring, and uh, just thought it was just a bad part. Well, yeah. It's I haven't seen also, everything else, though. It's also like a 1980s manga. So, I mean, most of the stuff that did come out was very bare-bones basic. With part two being... Yeah. I, I would agree par- part one is probably one of the, the weakest parts. I, I, don't, I don't think that's a fair take, though, man, because Dragon Ball was from there, too. I'm not saying Dragon Ball is fantastic, by the way, but there, there's a lot of things from Dragon Ball that was way before that that was like more interesting. Parasite, the same exact year as JoJo's part one, Jake. Fucking amazing. So, and that was not bare bones writing. So, well, yeah, but I mean, you're talking about a couple compared to the mass, right? I still so, think there's a bunch of classics that came out of the '80s. So I don't know. I don't exactly agree with that. But if you're I talking mean, about like, but I mean, the very beginning of manga. Sure, I know, but, but I, we'll, we'll say this. I mean, that was just part one. All right, worst part. Part two, one of the better parts, really mm-hmm. stepped up his game. A really enjoyable part. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, tell. That's that's at you. I'm sorry. I was looking at the list. Repeat it. So, I mean, part one, arguably the worst part, right? But then part two is mm-hmm. such a big step in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. Easy. It, I think that it progressively gets better to a point and then it just kind of like rides at the top not at the top but like near the top and it's just kind of been there for a while now i think and i like i think i think a lot of people i don't know if they might agree or disagree but i think part three is one of the weaker parts because Wait, hold on sorry go ahead because the formula of monster of the week gets gets really repetitive, even though I do agree, I, I do love you know, Dio's Dio's world, all that stuff, and some of the fights in there. But the monster of the week, you know, every two episodes, three episodes, it got really boring real fast. For me, yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. But then we uh, get tell. Hold on, why do you have One Punch Man as a six? I think he means season two. No, he has season two at a 7.5. Why do you have it at a 7.5 compared to season one? Tell. I was just punching in numbers. I did not rank anything properly. What is this, man? Jesus Christ. You can look at my whole analyst. It's all, like, screwed up. Nothing is even close to being right. A lot. I mean, everything in your top is correct, I think, unless you don't think Slime's a (laughs) 9.8. But... Uh, Toda Dota is your number one, obviously. Ask Class Two, obviously. That's number two. Well, not number two, but I would have there. to. I have to fix all my rankings. I, I have like no desire <laughs> right now. I don't know. I've been fixing mine around a lot. I mean, yeah, it was clear your bottom wasn't you know fixed, but still, uh, I don't know. 
I know you like One Punch Man. I was just like, what the fuck, man? Why is it that low? I I did all that in probably 30 minutes just trying to punch in everything. I didn't compare it to other shows. Like, my analyst is very outdated. You guys know that. We've been talking about doing a bonus episode of putting it back. Yeah. Yeah, we had an idea for the next bonus. We're, we're going to be do doing a Zoom call, and we're just going to share his screen, and we're going to be able to see what he does. Well, it seems like most of our taste lines up, like I said. I you, mean, I know me and Jake have some discord. We d- have some discord, but I mean, I mean, we still have very cons- consistent ideals yeah. with, I know, the, the, the outliers here and there, which is kind of weird. Well... Uh, so, so hopefully, hopefully you've seen this tale, so we can have a discussion about this. Have you seen the first episode of Nagatoro? No. You didn't watch it. Oh, oh man, I watched on, it. Dude. Don't worry, dude. I watched it. Um, well, it was a spot-on I, adaptation. Just, I, 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 just so even know. even without me like looking at the manga, you could tell there was a lot of care put into this. You can tell. Oh, the production is fucking awesome. Yeah, you could dude. see like, like it even is so high budget. The 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 lighting effects is one of like one of the big giveaways because they had fantastic lighting effects. The shadows were all good, especially when they're on the sunset at the end. We finally calls them Nagatoro. Yeah, that was a, that was a very very well done first episode. I'm not gonna I'm gonna say without even reading the manga. Well, you need to hop on it till. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've been grinding out all of last season stuff that I've been behind on. So. And the Crash Bandicoot trilogy, baby. And the Crash yes, and Crash Bandicoot trilogy. Yes. <laughs> Is that Scotch kicking in? <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. I'm watching ten seasonals. How many am I watching? One. Wait, no, eleven. Three, four, five, uh, six, yeah, seven, eight. I think I'm gonna only be watching eight because I just need Pretty Boy Detective Club. And yeah, so I'm gonna be watching eight. Gives me time to finish Kaon, which uh, it's been fucking great. I highly suggest that to you, Oh man, dude, it's not like I've been freaking suggesting it. Dumbass. I knew I would like Kaon, dude. So I mean, this isn't a this isn't a shocker. So yeah, yeah I, I know there's a lot, 10, dude. I'm, I'm, there's a lot I need to catch up on, but it's just if, if you just want girls busy, you just want girls just being girls. It's like dudes being dudes. Daily, daily lives of uh, Nietzsche Bros, you know, just girls being girls in a in a high school band, and then it gets sad. Yeah, get real. I know sad. the premise of it. It gets real sad. Yeah, this summer I'll for sure be caught up on everything because you know I won't be in school and I'll be on an internship somewhere. And just have that as a real responsibility, and the rest is whatever the fuck I want to do. So, speak, it's be anime. Speaking of responsibilities, we said we were gonna put a video on Kong versus Godzilla, <laughs> yeah. and we yeah, it's, it's not coming out. I'm gonna tell you guys right That's now, not it's coming not coming out. out. We <laughs> so, missed the boat, boys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we, we, uh, I was just gonna say, well, let's just talk about it right we, now. I mean, our thoughts. All that jazz. Oh yeah, I think it would be great because I mean, yeah, we would end on Big Kong versus Big Lizard. 
Yeah, if you guys listen all the way through, you get the, you you get the best reward of hearing about big monkey versus big lizard fighting each other. Um, uh, yeah, so it's been like thoughts. two and a half weeks since I've seen it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Tal, you want to go first? Uh, sure. I want to hear your drunken I mean, rat on it. <laughs> biggest disappointment for sure of the movie is that there was no monkey flip. Oh my god! In the trailer, there was a monkey flip, and then they didn't have it in the movie. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you keep talking about with a flip. I've never seen the monkey flip in the trailer. I'll watch it again, but I don't know what the fuck you keep talking about with that. He he like backflips off the boat and smacks Godzilla. Oh, you're right. (laughs) In the trailer, he did that, and it doesn't happen in the movie. And I was upset. I was genuinely upset. Well, I think that's just an editing thing. Because I know what you're talking about. He jumps off, and then the next scene, they cut into it, him, like, on Godzilla. I think that was just an editing, <laughs> like, thing they did. They made it seem Still, like they it. should have had a monkey flip. Yeah, monkey yeah. Flip. yeah, there was no monkey flip. Sad. That's it? That's, but, that's uh, your review? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was just as great. I mean, I could end it right there. I mean, that, like I said, that was the biggest disappointment for me, the whole movie. But um, overall, definitely... Too much human stuff. I came here to see monsters fight, and you're trying to add a story into this and, like, make it a little, like, sappy about, like, you know, father and daughter getting back together, reunited, all this stuff, wild goose chase. No, I want to see just big monsters fighting. They... In my opinion, I think they should have went underground way earlier, spent a lot more time there, and reintroduce all the old Godzilla monsters. You know, you got like the Mutos and Mothra and all that. All those monsters are still down there in Hollow Earth. You should have like had let them have a cameo, let them pop in, let them do some things. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It it was still a good movie. I enjoyed it. It was okay, but I came for big monsters, and I didn't get as many big monsters as I wanted. So, okay, so to be, be fair, fair, yeah, Mothra is dead. Yeah. To be fair, and also they did kind of allude to the fact that the other monsters are kind of dead. They haven't really confirmed or denied. They're and, dead uh, on the surface, but they're alive down in Hollow Earth. Some well, monsters yeah, but are alive. Just, you saw I a bunch. Well, but their name. that would just be the name. skull crawlers and yeah. stuff like that. Like, because Mutos are aliens, uh, Mothra is dead, like we said. The other yeah. monsters, they don't necessarily come from the Hollow Earth. That's just, like, where Kong and them are from. It's like, they aren't necessarily all from there. It's just, and just like, last one, King Ghidorah is from space. And I didn't necessarily have a problem with that. I do agree. I wish there was maybe more of the Hollow Earth stuff. But it is funny you brought up the human things, because I did tell Jake, I actually did not have a problem with the humans in this movie. Excluding Millie Bobby Brown and that whole time, that whole plot line. Yeah. Um, Actually useless. The humans are fine for me. They were genuinely useless. And I found out, obviously, or not obviously, but uh, it was a contract thing. So her writing was bad because of it, because she was was forced into the movie. They didn't want her in there, because obviously they didn't have anything for her to do. But since she signed on for like a two movie deal with Legendary, they had to fit her in somewhere. So they just gave her the most bare bones shit to do just so she's in the movie and can fulfill her time limit. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, How did you feel, Jake? I mean, we got big freaking monsters fighting. And I think the fights were freaking (laughs) amazing. They were amazing. Like, I can't even lie. 
they arrived with some anime fights that were in CG. Sure. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, uh, the humans do overstay their welcome, but to be fair, it's like one of those things, the movie wouldn't work if it was just Kong versus monsters or Kong versus Godzilla. The whole movie just being that, that would have to be like a 45-minute film because that's a lot of time and effort. And you're just gonna it's just gonna be like a battle and that's it. I think the humans are needed, but I like how they didn't focus that much on them. It was more about Kong and Godzilla. Yeah, like they knew people don't come for the humans necessarily, but like we're saying, if you want a full length movie, you need humans to guide the plot. When your char- when your two main characters, which are two giant big dumb animals that can't speak, you need people that can speak, that can progress a plot. And at least in this one they didn't try too hard to make them like have these dramatic backstories or anything. It was just like, hey, this deaf girl can has sign language. She can communicate with big dumb monkey. Let's go to the Hollow Earth. Uh, they're like, oh, okay. And then they went to the Hollow Earth. <laughs> like, it was dumb. It was stupid. But it worked for me. And then Kong got his, had, got his axe. Became a lumberjack. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, I just want to say, uh, fuck four. you boys. Uh, Kong, the big dumb monkey, lost. He got yeah. his ass Yeah, whipped. Kong got his ass oh, kicked. But, but, <laughs> we'll say after, Mecha Godzilla whooped Godzilla's ass. Uh, bro, it was oh, yeah. it was embarrassing. I was I was embarrassed for my boy. He got absolutely manhandled. Like I didn't by Mecha like Godzilla. He, Godzilla just had the time of his life with God with King with Kong, and then all of a sudden he's just done. <laughs> I feel like it was a little bit of like some rock paper scissors play going on there. Like Godzilla kicks Kong's ass, Mecha Godzilla oh, well, exactly kicks Godzilla's yeah. ass, yeah. and then Kong kicks Mecha Godzilla's ass. So, well, and I mean, again, I haven't seen like all the old Japanese ones, but I do know a lot of Godzilla lore for some reason. Uh, Mecha Godzilla obviously is a counter to Godzilla in every single way, and in almost every iteration that Mecha Godzilla has appeared in, he has whooped Godzilla's ass. So this wasn't exactly out of the norm because he kills him in some of them and he's also made from godzilla's remains and basically in this one all they did was use king Ghidorah's remains so that was king Ghidorah fighting them at the end that's why he went and, straight uh, for godzilla so i mean it make yeah yeah that's why he went straight for him because he had you know he had vengeance he had and he went primal so obviously it, it he, he just wanted to beat godzilla's ass and <laughs> so, he did and a he great did. job <laughs> he did a wonderful <laughs> job at that I'm just happy that they didn't make Big Dumb Monkey win against Godzilla because there was no way he was going to do that. To be fair, as soon he, as he he, they, he, they, he put up a fight, right? He put up a fight. He put up a fight, but most of the fight, brother, was him running around the city trying not to get his ass burned by the laser. Yeah, he got chipped in the back. All he did was get his back little like touched, and he was screaming in pain, dude. Dude, that's I was hard, like, Jesus dude. Christ! I mean, he, I mean, it is nuclear energy that just you know grazed his back. I, I don't blame him, but <laughs> still, it's it's like you're not gonna win against that man. Yeah, well, so I don't know. It was a good movie. To it me. was a. Re- it was a. I think compared to the movies that came out beforehand, this is a really good movie. See, look, when you have it parallel to King of the Monsters, which is one of my least favorite movies ever, it's very good compared to it. Oh, I was talking about Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four or whatever that was called. Did you even see that? I just know it's bad. You should watch it. Just to see, well, actually, it is bad. It's. You've seen it, till? I have seen it. It is horrendous. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. There's so I, many plot holes, and the whole time you're just like, there's there's an obvious way out of this, and nobody takes it. Yeah, how do you feel about her uh, raping uh, a random dude? 
because she just wanted to believe it was Steve. To be fair, Gal Gaudet is hot, so I think uh, anyone would like she that. She is hot. <laughs> not gonna lie. No, we're not going to excuse her actions because she's hot, dude. Come on, dude. If you were that, if you were, if you were a make believe Steve, would you say no? Oh, uh, no, dude, like, uh, I'd accept not, that any but, day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, the point has been proven. Well, I would say that, like the. The fake Steve definitely got the better end of the deal for the whole movie. The whole movie sucked, but that guy came out on top. Baby. Yeah, he was he was winning the whole time. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's Call funny that we segued into the Wonder Woman for some reason, but I loved the first Wonder Woman, and this yeah. second movie was just uh, just a drop kick in the gut because I it, it was just totally different. It, it, on the inverts of Godzilla, like I said, King of the Monsters was horrific. It was bad. The fights were mm-hmm. terrible. The human plotline was horrible. Everything about that movie was bad. And then you have Godzilla vs. Kong, where it's big, dumb monkey and big, dumb lizard fighting each other, and it's awesome. Now you go from Wonder Woman, the first one, where it's dark and uh, there's badass fights, you have a well-written character, to the second movie, which is somehow a slapstick 1980s try-hard comedy that teaches you a lesson about be careful what you wish for, while also trying to empower a woman by having her rape a dude. (laughs) So, <laughs> yeah, empowering, yeah. empowering woman. That's what that's what it was all about. I don't get it. Maybe I'll watch it sometime soon. Maybe I don't know. I still have HBO for a bit. Uh, I don't know why this randomly. I I think this would be a good segue, and. <laughs> A final topic. Hold on. I just want to. Uh, the Kong versus hear you. Godzilla was supposed to be our final topic. Whoa, 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 whoa! We love females on this podcast. We need to increase that female viewership. What is your guys' favorite <laughs> girl-centric anime? So it could be cute girls doing cute things. It could be girl power. It could be kill a kill. Uh, you know, we got to get those female viewers up. What screams girl power the most to you? Really? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. Uh, I, what did you say? Violet Evergarden would be my uh, woman centric anime. I haven't seen the movie yet. I, I, I saw the you know the autumn memory, but not the newest movie, and I kind of want to see it very soon. So we'll see. Yeah, the question is like female led, female centric. Femininity is a theme pretty much in it. I guess that's the best way to put it. Every, every, no, everyone's going to be saying part six of JoJo. Let's go. Finally got confirmed. Stone last Ocean. Week. Stone <laughs> free. I uh, know. Just for mine, maybe. Just so I don't bring up Yudu Camp. You know, everybody knows I would say that. So do Yodi, probably. I do think femininity is a big theme in that. And uh, the fact that they're like overcoming odds. Not just the fact that they're women, obviously, too. I mean, that's a part of it. But then the fact that everybody at the high school was like, no, you're not going to go to fucking Antarctica. You're, you're, you're crazy. That's not going to happen. And then they do it. I just love that about it. It's just like, <laughs> it, it's literally about overcoming all odds and chasing the wildest dreams, no matter how wild they are. And I love that about Soda Yodi, which is a place further 11. than the universe. What was episode 11 and, and episode yeah. 12? Uh, I, if there's, let me see how many episodes there are real quick. But it's the second to last one. It is episode twelve. Yeah, episode twelve. Okay. Yeah, it's thirteen. I forgot. Yeah, episode it twelve. Is heartbreaking. That that that, Bummer, that made dude. me. 
dude i remember oh, i was holding on i was like i was like this is the sad episode everybody cried at i was like what a bunch of wussies i, I held on place. and then <laughs> <laughs> no brother you brother and then you see the email and then you see the one and then it rises to two and i was like oh no oh, oh no. no and i kept rising and i started crying i yeah, i was, was sobbing bad. like a dude, bitch it was, bad. it was bad it was bad it was, it was pretty bad. bad it was it was yeah really I, 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 was, I was texting you right there too i was like dude what i can't i can't stop <laughs> <laughs> i know you were texting me dude i know oh god that hurts well what's your answer still um agritsuko Mm. I haven't. Uh, I actually, I, saw, I actually loved that. I saw. I like forgot you've seen that. Yeah, I saw the first two episodes, and I, and yeah. I, I don't know. I just didn't watch it. It's about a like female office worker who gets the shaft all day at the office and blows off steam by screaming metal, and that was my shit. I loved that show. Respectable, yeah. you know. That's a big respect right there, Tal. Yeah, it's mad respect, baby. That's, that's, well, I, I that's wasn't expecting that answer. Yeah. All right, that's that's yeah. it for the topic. I dude. said so. Our female viewership just like went through the roof right there, dude. It literally I went said, from I'll, three to five, like five. Oh ridiculous. my lord, that's a huge jump. That's I you mean, know what that is. That, that's a this is all assuming increase. <laughs> this is all this is assuming, all assuming they watched that the anybody yeah. lasted this long in the episode. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, we welcome everyone to the safe space. All right, we welcome everyone. <laughs> But exclusively women. That, 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 that's that's all we want in this. We have a actually. special place for women. No, I'm just kidding. No, we yep. don't. It's Naruto well, fans. We hate them. We also have a special place for another group of people, which is our... <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Final segment. Dude, oh, man. We're off the rails here, boys. This is what you guys signed up for. Yes, exactly. Well, before we get into that... Sorry, sorry boys. Uh what have you boys been watching and reading recently? Dude, I don't care. i just been watching seasonals, dude. You want me to read them? Jeez. If it's just seasonals, you know, it's a list them out again. I'm just saying if you picked it. Well, you, you're watching Yudu Camp. Yeah, I, I did say that. Yeah, I did say that because I said you were watching Chaos and I was watching Yudu Camp. Mm-hmm. That was it. I, got, I told you I have like 11 seasonals I'm watching this, this uh, season. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, well, for me, uh, I've been, as I said, been grinding out the last season stuff and been working on catching up on that. Uh, completely caught up on Jujutsu Kaisen, Black Clover, Attack on Titan, um, started Slime and ReZero, haven't finished it. Um, also did start Quintessential Quintuplets, yes. uh, only the first episode, but slowly get into it. Uh, caught up on Yuru Camp. Hell yes. Um, I didn't know you finished it. Sells at work. Code Black. I'm like halfway through. Um, and regular sells at work. I'm like halfway through as well. Uh, Wonder Egg. I'm like halfway through. I forget about that one. Let's see. That might be everything for my update for now hmm, well uh, i didn't know you finished Yudi camp uh what what season did you like better one or two um i don't know i one is like you know the original season so like it holds a pretty special place but two was fantastic like mm-hmm. nothing wrong with season two at all introduced like a couple new elements so 
I don't know. I'd probably go with season two. Yep. I said I, season one was a 10 to me still, and season two was just better in every department, I think. It's so good. But for me, uh, same thing. I've been watching a bunch of seasonals. Uh, started Super Cub. I think everybody out there should watch Super Cub. I actually need to watch that new episode. Uh, if you're a Unicamp fan, I think you'd like Super Cub. It's about a lonely girl riding a motorcycle. She ends up wanting to just buy a motorcycle. She lives by herself. She has no parents, no friends, no hobbies. And like a very sad and like bleak life. And uh, she ends up getting a Super Cub, which is a Honda motorcycle. So it's basically one big Honda commercial. And uh, it's just about her like falling in love with riding. So, I mean, if you if you like Rin, basically, you'll like Super Cub. Uh, and then the other ones, Higehito. I think that's going to be a uh, romance of the season, honestly. I, it's a really good show. Yeah. And all the other ones, To Your Eternity, we brought up Godzilla, Nagatoro. You know, the the huge. Yeah, you... And then I'm also watching uh, K-On, which, again, I, I mentioned before, I was, I said I was going to love it. I did watch season one at... As of right now, I would not put it top 10. I'd put it on like the level of something like, what do I put? Like on Kaguya, anime at least, and Konosuba, things like that. Just I would not put it in like top 10 just though. Just you yet. wait. Just you wait, brother. I know it'll reach that point. I'm just saying because I, I did love the first season, but it was basically just, you know, just cute girls doing cute shit, which. Obviously, it's a cute. It is a way to get to my heart, but Unicamp does it like exceptionally well, I think. And Soda Yodi obviously had its playing around with its themes and stuff. Count is mostly just they they played Fuwa Fuwa Time, which is a banger. I, that's been stuck in my head, and uh, it's hard to describe. Like I said, they didn't really do anything wrong. It's just it needs that extra thing to make it in my top ten, which it will do. Don't worry, Azanyan is there. She is probably that extra thing. <laughs> So, I'm I'm looking forward to season two. I haven't started it yet. I've only watched the first season, but I'm I'm excited. Oh wait, did I read any more? Manga? I haven't. I haven't read manga in the last week. No, I haven't. I'm still on like chapter sixteen of Rental Girlfriend as well. Oh, I did buy the Tokyo Ghoul box set in the back over there before. Uh, you guys will see segue it. into it. So I'm gonna start that soon. Yeah, if you're on the YouTube version, which hopefully will be out soon. I'm running very behind on the editing. I'm sorry, guys. It's a pain in the ass getting all this editing done, but I will I will have them out on time eventually at some point. But yeah, if you're watching the YouTube version, you can see my Tokyo Ghoul box sitting in the back right there. Ordered it, ninety bucks. I'm gonna read all of Tokyo Ghoul soon, and then order all of Re. So expect that. Expect me to talk about how Kaneki is good. Hopefully, since he gets hyped up a lot. Speaking of hype, we have three mm-hmm. special special people in the background. They're called our Patreons. We would like to thank, you know, take it away, Ethan. Uh, you know, thank you for taking the reins on that. Uh, eventually, I want to have you boys say their names, too, so it's not just me showing them all the love, you know? But uh, I think I can remember them off the top of my head right now. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Take, take a shot in the dark. I would just love that to, you. to thank Hadrian, <laughs> Outdated, and our newest one, Kenny. Thank you for supporting. Oh my! Lo- oh, well, okay. His name is Kenny on the Discord. You're yeah. right, but it is Corbin on the Patreon. Thank it's, you, Por- Corbin. Sorry, Cor- sorry, Corbin. My bad. My bad. I, I remember just Kenny on the on the Discord. Right? This, yes. this is where I remember. Yeah, he, but he's special to you, so you remember that one. So don't worry. Don't. You're, you're special to us, Corbin. But, you, you guys uh, yeah, are all special. Becoming... You know what, dude? We're not. We're not. We're not discriminating. They're all special. Hell yeah! Except Hadrian. Yeah, you know. that guy, dude. Not that guy. If he's still listening, Hadrian. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> 
don't know what to say to you, man. Um, Better come on the podcast. But yeah, thank you guys yourself. for being. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for being patrons. Again, hopefully we have more soon. We're gonna have a, a bonus out, I think, sometime this month. We're recording. We'll happen. We're, we're, we're recording an episode at least. The, I think next week. All right, we're we're planning Hope, it. All right, maybe. we're actually planning yes, it. It, planning it is planned. It. it is planned. Don't yeah. worry. We have we have things, but we'll talk about. Don't worry. We're getting better at this, boys. All right, you're getting your money's worth. But yeah, thank you guys for being patrons. And if you want to hear things that aren't bonus content, you can head on over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts and YouTube, all at Anime Safe Space. Uh, feel free to follow and subscribe to us on all those platforms. It's the best way to support us, aside from Patreon right now. And um, if you just want to talk to us or you know just see me be funny as hell on Twitter, you can follow our Twitter on uh, Anime Safe Space. Dude, you're not even funny. It's out. Uh, link in the description. Yeah, I know I'm not, dude, but I'm somehow have six thousand followers. So, gotta post another ass picture. <laughs> you do actually. And. If you want to join the ass server, we have our Discord link down in the description. Uh, we do AMQ nights, game nights. We're almost done with my sister, my writer, I believe, for our watch along. Yes, we are in the and, last two uh, episodes. Uh, I don't know when. I think I might do it this Saturday, but it'll be a night. And we're, I guess, we're apparently also doing like guerrilla watch alongs too, because Jake just randomly watched Tier Eternity with us for like 30 minutes the other day. Yeah, I, so you guys can keep look out for that. It's like random. It's like random loot drops, you know. It's random it's loot drops. Yeah. So peek, peek your eyes on the server, dude. Uh, I'm gonna try and get somewhat of a consistent schedule. Well, uh, speaking of consistency, uh, we are not consistent on how we end these podcasts, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I stopped the recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you, dude.